the Action Network podcast. It was time for the long-awaited overdue celebration to commence. Go pack your bag! Go pack your bag! Goals to win, not just to go. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Today, we've got our early player props for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58. I am your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And on today's show, we're going to dive into our uh, prop betting approach for the Super Bowl. And we'll each give out three picks uh, that we're looking at early on in this week. Uh, So... Uh, we're going to discuss where we see, you know, value, if there's anything to jump on now. Uh, and, of course, we're still a week and a half out for the big game. So be sure to keep an eye out for our full Propapalooza episode. We'll have that next week with an even deeper look at Super Bowl prop bets. But uh, we wanted to have a shorter episode this week, you know, with some initial props. And, uh, of course, joining me, one of the most accurate rankers in the game, the most accurate ranker this year, of course, uh, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. What's going on, Sean? What's up? Yeah, I'm just excited to finally lock in some official Super Bowl, you know, props and bets here. So super excited for this. Yeah, well, let's get right into it. Uh, we'll go back and forth. Uh, you can start us off. We'll give three each. Uh, where are you going for your first uh, Super Bowl 58 <laughs> prop? Well, you know, as I always say, this is the only game where we can really bet on some fun punter props. So I'm <laughs> going straight to the punter props, uh, kicking it off with Mitch Wisnowski, longest punt to go over 55 and a half yards. Um, it's at minus 115 right now. Uh, but he's had a punt longer than this in 14 of 19 games this year. So that's a 73% hit rate. Now, five of those times, his longest punt was exactly 56 yards. So it's absolutely critical to get the over here at 55 and a half, just because he's been hitting 56 so frequently. Um, it also means that, you know, he's probably unlikely to clear it at such a high rate since he's just barely going over so many times. Uh, but I think there are, you know, a few reasons to like his upside here. Uh, regardless, uh, the first is this game's at Legion Stadium. Um, and I went back and I looked at like the last three seasons, how punters fare there. And typically you see an average right around like a 3% increase in their punt yards. Um, you know, it's indoors, so that that's going to help. It's also, you know, Paradise, Nevada's around 2,000 feet above sea level, so that probably doesn't hurt. So either way, just punters typically average, you know, uh, an extra yard, yard and a half at this stadium. So it's a great place to punt. Um, And, you know, he's only played two games indoors this year, and both those games he had a punt go longer than 60 yards. So uh, he's been really good punting indoors this year. Um, He's also averaged just three punts a game. I mean, the Niners don't really have to punt, so this is going to be a really tough matchup for them. The market has them punting around four times here. So he he's going to probably have, on average, uh, an extra punt here, which is massive for a prop like this. So um, 32% of his punts have cleared this. So I think if he has three to four punt attempts, should be enough for him to, to get one uh, over this number. I have his median closer to 58 and a half yards. 
with him around, around a 62% chance of clearing this again, like I said, probably won't be 73% going forward, but I still think it's above 60%. So love the value we're getting here. Um, and I'd probably still bet this at 56 and a half, but it's really key to get it here at 55 and a half. Yeah. And uh, I think also when you look at Kyle Shanahan and just his style of coaching, he's not going to be super aggressive on fourth down. I, I don't think he mm-hmm. tends to play fairly conservative. He's not going to do anything crazy, fake punts, things like that. Like I think he <laughs> yeah. went a whole diatribe about how he doesn't really care for, for fake punts and things like that. So uh, you should at least maximize your chances uh, of punts here facing the, uh, the tough yep. Kansas City matchup. All right, for my first prop, I'm going with Isaiah Pacheco to have the most rushing yards in the game at plus 170. I think, you know, Christian McCaffrey obviously should be the favorite, but his odds are uh, minus 250, and I think they're creating a value on the only other player I think has a a pretty realistic shot at this in this game, and that's Pacheco. You know, he led each of the three Kansas City playoff games in rushing, and McCaffrey didn't lead either of the Niner playoff games in rushing. So this is something that, you know, it's it's not as far-fetched as it may seem. And then you look at defenses, and we know Kansas City's had the worst run defense uh, for the year. But in the playoffs, Kansas City allowing uh, 4.6 yards per carry along of 21, and they allowed uh, about 113 yards per game, whereas the – Niners are allowing 156 yards per game on the ground and 5.6 yards a carry with a log of 53. They've given up at least a 42-yarder in each of their two playoff games. So the Niner run defense trending downward a little, playing Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that you're going to all of a sudden, you know, pay more attention and and try to shore up some of those things any more than, you know, you can – without, you know, giving up more against the pass. So you should still see some vulnerabilities for San Francisco on the ground. And then, you know, Patrick Mahomes, we know what he could do as an underdog and all those kind of things. And San Francisco is favored. But if the Kansas City Chiefs were to have the edge or win the game or whatever not, you know, you would project those carries to tick down for Pacheco, for uh, McCaffrey and tick up for Pacheco right now. McCaffrey projected for about two more carries than Pacheco. His carry props 18 and a half. Pacheco's a 16 and a half. But uh, like if you flip the the uh, the spread, for example, you say, let's say Kansas City were to, to win by two or something like that, they'd be a lot closer to even in terms of projected carries in this game. So mm-hmm. I, I think Pacheco's odds should be closer to uh, plus 130. So it's still plus 170. Uh, love it at that number. Uh, and I think there is a little bit of value there. Yeah, no, I like that one. And I think when it comes to McCaffrey, he's probably going to see like every running back carry for the Niners. But in these spots, you know, they're going to want to get Debo some more design rush attempts. So like, I think he specifically could eat into CMC's um, workload and you know, hurt his ceiling, which is what this market's all about. All right, where are you going for your next one? Uh, I'm going with another punter prop. Uh, Tommy <laughs> Townsend, his shortest punt to be over 36 and a half yards. So I don't think he's going to have any punts um, under 36 and a half yards here. Um, only nine of his 69 punts this year have stayed under this. So 87% of the time he's punting it 37 yards or longer. Um, you know, he's averaged more punts a game than Wisnowski. He's averaged three and a half punts per game. Uh, they're both projected to see right around four punts. So while you know, he should see, you know, more punts in this matchup. It is a tougher matchup than the Chiefs 
usually face. Uh, just an extra half punt isn't that big of a deal. Uh, but, you know, a prop like this, we don't want him punting the ball like six times or something like that because it's more likely to have a short one. Um, but he's also going to benefit from punting at Allegiant in Vegas. Like I said, um, typically we see punters average one to one and a half uh, more yards on average. Um, and Town said, you know, he's benefited from punting indoors this year. Um, outdoors, he's averaging 46 yards a punt. Indoors, it's 50 yards. And in fact, you know, only uh, or 12 of his 13 punts indoors have cleared this number. So he's punting higher than this at a 92% rate, which is higher than uh, his overall season number. So uh, I'm showing his median, you know, closer to 38 and a half, I think would make sense for this prop with a 59% chance uh, he doesn't have a punt going or this. But I think when you factor in, you know, that this game is indoors, I think that helps a bit. So I would say probably a 60, 63% chance, somewhere in that range, uh, that this one cashes as well. Uh, just a quick question. For shortest punt props, uh, if there is no, if there are no punts, is yeah. that, does that count as action still? I'm under, so I'm always taking worst case scenario. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming that. <laughs> so if, if, um, if he doesn't have a punt, I'm guessing it would be a push. I think, you know, books might have different rules for that. Um, okay. I'm having, you know, it, it's about a 2% chance he doesn't have a punt. So it probably won't be, you know, a common occurrence, but I'm already under the, so again, I'm doing worst case scenario where if he doesn't have a punt, I'm grading as a loss and I'm still showing a 59% chance. So if, if the book does say like, uh, if there's no punt, this is a void. I would actually say this is closer to a, you know, 63, 64% chance of clearing it. Um, so yeah, that's a great question. I didn't find anything out there. I think in the past I have, um, found that it's like, if there's no punt, it's just no action. Okay. Um, so, but again, for the worst case, I'm, Assuming worst case scenario that that is action and we're still showing some value on this. I like it. My second prop is going to be the Chiefs first team to use a challenge at minus 115. I think this should be closer to minus 140. Now, there is always a chance you just don't get action on this if neither team uses a challenge. But uh, for their careers, uh, or uh, you know, Reed and Shanahan aren't too far off in their use of challenges. But the last three years in particular, uh, it's been trending toward – Shanahan using less challenges and Andy Reid kind of staying pat. So over the last three seasons, Andy Reid has used uh, 17 challenges in 60 uh, regular season or playoff games. So averaging about 0.28 challenges per game. Whereas Shanahan last three years, just 12 challenges in 59 regular and postseason games. So that's just 0.20. So um, if you kind of factor those together, you get about a 58% uh, chance of, you know, if there's a challenge, uh, Reed more likely to be using the first one. So books are pricing this kind of even. Um, I'm seeing, you know, 115 uh, for the Chiefs, uh, 110 for the Niners or vice versa. But I think this should be a little bit more skewed uh, in favor of Andy Reed to use his first, to use the challenge first. So give me the Chiefs to use the first at minus 115. Love it. I love, I love these ones. I love the first time out. Unfortunately, I did a deep dive on that and it's literally a coin flip. Both coaches mm-hmm. just fly through timeouts. They're, you know, they waste them at the, the same exact rate. So couldn't find any value there. This is interesting. I'll probably be joining you on this. Uh, love it. Well, this could be a, also a tiebreaker in that market because 
if you lose a challenge, yeah, uh, if you're the first, like if the Chiefs are more likely to you be use the talent uh, a challenge, you know, yeah, just by you're also more likely to lose a challenge first, which would then be a timeout. So yeah, no, last year just I love the Eagles. Unfortunately, it didn't hit. Uh, but Reed Reed is good. He just uses timeouts like they're cheeseburgers. He uses uh, challenges. So that I want something like this to sweat. So I'm going to join you on this. This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, when signing up to get up to $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming, terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, third one. Where are you going? Uh, I've got a defensive player prop. I'm going with Charvarius Ward under four and a half tackles and assists. Um, you can get it at minus 120 right now. He's been held under this uh, in 10 of 17 full games. So there was a game he left early. Um, and then week 18, he barely played. So I omitted those. So he stayed under this in 59% of his full games. Um, however, this is a matchup where he might not have as many tackle opportunities as usual. Um, you know, he's typically going to be covering whichever Chiefs wide receivers lined up on the far right, uh, which is where Ward's going to be over 90% of the time. And Rasheed Rice, obviously, he's the danger in this. You know, he's going to rack up the receptions, but he lines up on the right side the least, uh, just around 20% of the time. Um, so it's likely Ward will be on, you know, MVS and or Justin Watson for most of the game. Um, and, you know, he's the Niners' best corner, so it would make sense for the Chiefs to kind of scheme that up uh, and, you know, let, you know, Rice and Kelsey have, you know, the weaker matchups inside or on the left side. So, um, you know, both MBS and Watson are low-target wide receivers, and they tend to run routes downfield. So that could take Ward out of the play uh, a lot of the time where he, he might – be involved in like a Pacheco screen pass or Kelsey target over the middle. Um, but if, if they're going deep, it's going to take him out of the play more often than not. Um, so having said that, you know, I have him projected around uh, one and a half tackles in the run game and about two and a half in the passing game. But uh, so four tackles, but again, I think like he's more likely to have a four game in this market. So I have him around a 61% chance. He stays under four and a half tackles in the assists here. Yeah. And that's, that's really interesting because, um, you know, I would have thought, you know, looking at, okay, how are teams attacking San Francisco on defense, you know, running outside, which is what teams have been really successful with. I would have thought that would have kind of ne- negatively impacted Ward, but I just looked at his, um, <laughs> you know, his game against Detroit where, you know, they were really kind of exploiting that and he only had a one uh, combined tackle and assist in that game. Yep. And I mean, that's probably because, you know, they didn't fare too well on those runs uh, to the yeah. outside, but uh, you know, that kind of speaks to, you know, that's probably your biggest danger here. And it's another way to fade Justin Watson, which I feel like you've been doing <laughs> all playoff long. So one I of my favorite things it. to do. One <laughs> of my hobbies is fading Justin Watson in the right spots. Yeah. He's uh well, fun fact, Justin Watson, I believe he was on that Tampa Bay team that won the Super Bowl against the chiefs. Uh, Oh, right? that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he was. was on the Chiefs last year, right? So yeah. like, he's uh, he's got quite a little, like, quite a little. Uh, what three? I'll be three and four years if he can if wow. he can get this one. 
So I'm still fading yeah. him, but that that is impressive. I didn't that. <laughs> he's a winner. He's not a guy. Yeah, he's not gonna <laughs> put up the numbers. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll close it out with uh, a kickoff return prop, and this kind of speaks to what you were talking about with you know the the indoor stadium and whatnot. I'm going longest kickoff return under 27 and a half for you know both teams, and the reason being, I think you don't see many kicks returned in this game. Harrison Butker for the season is seventh best out of 33 qualifiers, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, in percentage of kickoffs returned, just 15.8% uh, of his kickoffs have been returned. And then Moody for the Niners, early in the year, they were trying to you know pin uh, opponents deep and have them you know return kicks from you know like the one or two yard line. So his first 68 kicks, 31 or 46 percent of them were returned but they kind of switched strategy up i remember reading something in uh you know from a beat writer about that uh you know kind of late in the year so that's kind of played out and we've seen just four of his last 34 kicks return just 12 percent now you're going to be playing indoors and for the year uh moody outdoors 33 percent of his kicks have been returned but indoors that cuts in half to just 16.7 percent so uh, I think you have a lot of things working in favor for Moody to kind of be similar to Bucker and that he's not really going to let many kicks get returned. And then if you just look at the prior stats uh, for both of these teams, San Francisco had a kick return of 28 or more uh, in seven of 19 or 37%. Kansas city only uh, three of their 20 games of 15%. And I think if they, if San Francisco puts Debo back, cause he's obviously a better kick returner than, mm. you know, uh, McLeod, but if they put him back there, it's just going to give even more incentive for, Bucker to just boom sure. it out of the end zone and it's it, it, the game is indoors so uh, I, I think there's a really good chance we you only see you know one or two kickoffs total for the whole game uh, and so that gives a, a really good chance for this number uh, so I bet it you know it, it's hard to kind of calculate this because it's such an obscure market <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I think at 27 and a half I think you have some clear value um, you know, up until like minus 125. And then, you know, if it was like a yard lower, I would still bet it at like, you know, even juice, like minus 110 at most, but like I wouldn't go yeah. crazy, but uh, it's it's really, it's just really tough to kind of calculate the true, the true value here. But I, I do say, show uh, some decent value here just because I don't think many kicks will be returned as uh, as typical, especially with the Niners trending down in terms of uh, even like uh, kind of planning for that. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll have to look into this. Uh, I trust you on the under here. Uh, and Richie James has been, you know, one of the worst kickoff returners in the league. So that'll help even if Moody yeah. doesn't kick a touchback. Uh, it looks like Richie James has been pretty poor. So uh, yeah, he's I'll have to look good. into this. But yeah, th- this is a fun one. Again, I think Allegiant Stadium is just a really good place for kickers. Because right. indoors, obviously, and the elevation is probably somewhat of a factor. So yeah, that, that would play in uh, here as well. All right, let me recap uh, each of our three props. Uh, Sean, you have Mitch Wichnowski, the punter for the Niners, longest punt over 55 and a half yards. Uh, your second is Tommy Townsend, the punter for the Chiefs, shortest punt over 36 and a half yards. And then Shavarius Ward, the corner for San Francisco, under four and a half tackles plus assists. I have Isaiah Pacheco, most rushing yards in the game at plus 170. The Chiefs as the first team to use a challenge uh, at minus 115 and the longest kickoff return by either team in this game under 27 and a half. So that's going to do it for our Super Bowl 58 early props episode of the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. For more fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out the Fantasy Flex. Uh, 
We'll have our full fantasy preview episode looking at how to play the Super Bowl matchup in DFS next week. If you're into betting, uh, my weekly betting episode with Stucky and the six-pack will be right here. Uh, that will be coming out early next week as well instead of uh, midweek uh, on Thursday morning like we usually do. So look out for that a little bit later, but we'll have our usual six-pack and everything for that. ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL betting and fantasy content. FantasyLabs.com for our DFS tools and models. Don't forget the Action Network Discord server. Uh, link will be in the episode description for that. Sean is on X at the underscore maker. I'm at Chris Raybon, and we're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.